Hello, I'm Daniel. This is my podcast, Sharpening the Mind. I am a meditation teacher and also a labor activist in Kansas City, Missouri. I teach classes in meditation and Buddhism at the Rime Buddhist Center, as well as a few other places. Thank you for listening and have a great day. Hello, today I'm going to talk about impermanence. Impermanence is one of what is called the four thoughts that change the mind, and those things, it's on that list because impermanence is a thing that if we realize it, if we understand it intuitively, then we want to make better choices and we want to decide how we're going to live our lives instead of just reacting to things all the time and instead of uh, going through life on autopilot. Impermanence is one of the things that inspires us to want to find our potential. And it's something that we know. I think we learn about impermanence at a very young age, but at the same time, we have this, this tendency to fixate on things and think they're going to stay around and think they're going to last and not change. And everything changes. We see that constantly throughout our lives. Everything changes. But we really sometimes really don't want something to change. And it's really something, the older we get, the more obvious to us impermanence is, of course. You know, I have gray in my beard and I can't run as fast as I used to, right? And we have that so we can sort of, as we get older, we have more constant reminders of impermanence. But young people don't always have constant reminders as we start to, as we get older. So, um, in the book, The Power of Mind, uh, Kentrell Lodrote, he defines permanent as in, and impermanent as, permanent is, uh, he defines as, and I quote, never changing, that something or someone by its very nature is constant and stays the same. If something or someone is permanent, there can be no moment-to-moment change and no end. And he defines impermanent as, and I quote, constantly changing or never the same. Change happens every single moment. And that, I think that's, true. I think it's very clear that things are changing all the time. And when we want to put things in a box and make them not change, when we want to freeze things, that makes us unhappy because it doesn't work, right? We can get very unhappy when things change as though we have an expectation they won't or a wish they won't. And we need to remind ourselves because of impermanence the opportunities we have in human life will go away, right? So right now, I have the capacity to study um, teachings like this, growth teachings, and I have the opportunity to have a daily meditation practice, right? And circumstances could change in my life so so that those opportunities would go away, right? I mean, some pretty awful things could happen to take those opportunities away from me. And I shouldn't take it for granted. Rather, I don't want to waste my time. I want to dive into these teachings to um, develop my wisdom and compassion and bring about my, my potential, my human potential. I want to go into these teachings to do that. So 
we we can take this time to figure out uh, what's really important to us and what's not. What's really important to us and what's not because we have limited time and I want to make myself a better person in this world a better place in the time I have. And I hope you want that too. And just chasing after pleasures all the time doesn't doesn't always help us. And just collecting things all the time doesn't always help us. So, um, on the subject of death, Kentrell Lodrote, in the book, Power of Mind, says, We need to cultivate certainty about death. It is certain that we will die, although we don't know when or how. We have no guarantee that we won't die this afternoon or that we won't die tomorrow. I'm reminded of that song, uh, Live Like You Were Dying. Um, it's, a, it's a country song, and I don't really listen to country music much, but... In the song, uh, the narrator finds out he has a terminal illness and he goes and just tries to get the most out of life that he can because he's, he's going to die. And we're all going to die, right? So we should be trying to get the most out of life. We should be not holding on to things that maybe don't deserve our attention, right? Release the things that don't serve us because we have limited time here and our emotional baggage gets in our way sometimes and saps our joy and we want to have the joy, right? So we can think about that. I'm going to read to you. There's a story in the book that I'm going to read to you. And I just have to find it in the book. Okay. And this is how Kentrell uh, Lodrote uh, talks about death and impermanence. So he's, he's talking about death and he says, to, and I quote, To illustrate this, imagine you have fallen off a cliff and are hanging on by the tufts of grass at the cliff's edge. In the daytime, a white prairie dog comes by and chews off a piece of grass. In the nighttime, a black prairie dog comes by and chews off a piece of grass. As each blade of grass is consumed, you are closer to losing your handhold and falling off the precipice. In this story, the white prairie dog is daytime, the black prairie dog is nighttime, and the abyss beyond is the cliff is death. With the passing of each day, we are closer to our death. It's really uh, depressing, right? But that, that illustrates it. Um, sometimes life is described as like being in a burning building as well. We can go at any time, so what do you want to leave behind? Right? We can go at any time, really. Um, And we can think about all the things we've collected in our lives at the time of our death. Is that what we're going to want to remember? I don't think so. I think we're going to want to remember harmonious and positive relationships at the time we're dying. Uh, there's a saying in the Jew Jewish tradition that is, um, there are no pockets in burial shrouds. There are no pockets in burial shrouds. And what that's just, you can't take things with you. You know, why are we obsessed with accumulating things? You can't take things with you when you die. There are no pockets in burial shrouds. 
And I like that metaphor a lot. So I wanted to share that with you. So I want to take a moment now. Um, just a moment, very, very briefly. Um, we can reflect on kinds of impermanence. Kinds of impermanence. Because Kendra uh, Lodrote, he describes two different kinds. They're perceptible and imperceptible impermanence. And he describes perceptible impermanence as the obvious changes that occur. Seasons, getting older, dying, you know, um, crops growing. The obvious, obvious signs of impermanence. But imperceptible impermanence is sort of understanding it at a deeper level. It is uh, about constant change that's going on that is not so obvious all the time. So, you know, it's my car slowly wearing out. I don't know it's wearing out until it's a real problem, right? And it's my hair growing, right? I don't know for a while. It's imperceptible as it's happening. So, it's sort of the ever-constant change of things. And he says, and I quote, The moment when we notice something has changed or is broken is not the moment it suddenly becomes impermanent. I like that. I'm going to read it again. The moment when we notice something has changed or is broken is not the moment it suddenly became impermanent. So, when my car breaks down, it didn't become impermanent at the moment it broke down. It was, rather, it was that way the whole time, right? That's not how we think all the time, though. Especially, like, when a person dies, we don't think about how they were impermanent the whole time. We just think about how they died, right? And so that's, that's sort of something we can think about. Everything's impermanent, whether there are signs of it or not. Everything is, right? Even mountains crumble and even stars burn out. Everything in the universe that we're aware of is impermanent. And that, but the, the thing that affects us the most is just reminding ourselves that we are, right? And we can choose how we want to live our lives and how we want to spend our time. And this path, the path of mind training, can bring us some inner peace to our lives. Inner peace. With that, we can, we can be happier. We can be happier, or at least less unhappy. Okay. That inner peace can really, can really do a lot for us. So, impermanence also, though, it can be a sort of inspiration. A sort of inspiration. Because it can motivate us to want to, to, want to get more life out of our years. I, I like to say, um, I don't know if this path can add more years to your life, but it can add more life to your years. Because if we're not living on autopilot all the time, then we're m more active in our lives. More active in our lives. And also, if we're not clinging to our emotional baggage or rooted in greed, hatred, and delusion, then we have more control of our lives. And we can make more decisions. And the point is that if we, if we understand impermanence, then we can bring the way we see the world 
to match uh, the way things are in the world. Okay, and if we can bring the way we see the world to match the way things are in the world, we're going to make better choices. We're going to be more realistic about everything. Um, we're going to, yeah, we're going to be more able to predict what's going to happen with outcome of actions. And bringing impermanence, knowledge of impermanence into harmony, bringing our perception into harmony with the way things are, it can refine, it can help us refine and train our minds. It can help us train our minds because we have to see things clearly and seeing and recognizing, recognizing impermanence is part of seeing things clearly. Uh, in the book, Kendrell Lodrote, he says, the closer our perception is to how things actually are, the less we suffer because we no longer have the expectation that things should be lasting. When we clearly determine that there is nothing lasting to be found in life, we are inspired to search for what is ultimately true and reliable. We search for what won't fail us. Understanding impermanence ignites a desire within us to practice a path that will lead to truth. And that's, that's, that's it. That's what it comes from. That's what the Buddha, he saw impermanence, and he was inspired to walk the spiritual path. That was one of the things he saw was impermanence. And that inspired him to really walk the spiritual path because it motivated him to say, isn't there more? Isn't there more than this out of life? Isn't there more than just living, being vaguely unhappy, and growing old and dying? Isn't there more than this? Is there a inner peace we can have? Or do we have to just be selfish and make enemies out of, out of everything all the time, forever? Um impermanence can motivate and inspire us like it motivated the Buddha. It can make us not want to waste our lives, but rather figure out how we can have an impact with our lives instead. An impact that we want to have on the world. We sometimes carry around expectations of permanence and those really get in our way. You know, we want to be in a relationship and have it never change. We want, well, of course, we want our body right now to not change how it's going to work, how effective. We want our body to not change how effective it is. We want our body to not change how it looks, right? We want things, we put expectations, or rather, when we put expectations on things of permanence, we make ourselves really unhappy because it's unrealistic. It's unrealistic to expect my hair to not turn gray. It's unrealistic to expect my pet to not die before I do, right? And it's unrealistic to expect my car to last forever, right? Or anything, friendships, our relationships with our family. We expect these things to stay the same, and they don't. Or rather, sometimes, we, when we like these things, we expect them to stay the same. But everything goes through changes, right? In the book, he goes on to say, Operating with a healthy expectation of change prepares our minds for the inevitable changes that will come, and it helps us cope with those changes. A practitioner who knows impermanence has a much greater capacity for carrying adversity onto the path.
Wow. Right. So when we understand impermanence and we're not trying to pretend it's not real and we're not hiding from it, then it helps us cope with things. I, I think that's true. I think if you understand that people die rather than rather than thinking that the people around you are going to be around forever, it helps deal with it when they do. It helps to deal with it when they do. And also, uh, a practitioner who knows impermanence has a much greater capacity for carrying adversity onto the path. I really like that a lot because that also reflects the good side of impermanence. That is, if we really understand impermanence, then when we get a really negative feeling from adversity, right? Well, we know that feeling is going to go away. We're not going to have this really bad feeling forever. It's going to pass because every feeling passes. Every feeling changes forms at the very least, right? So when, you know, sometimes when you're upset, you sort of, you feel like this upsetness is going to last forever. You can't, you can't grasp that this is temporary and it's going to go, but it is, right? But that happens to us sometimes where we just, we just cannot wrap our heads around the fact that this painful feeling I have right now is not how I'm going to feel for the rest of my life, right? We sort of think it will. We sort of think when we're feeling bad, you know, and I think um, self-harm, some people harm themselves or worse because they think the way they feel right now is going to last forever. And the truth is, it's not. Um, and also, I hope people in that situation get help because they, they could use help, of course. So, gosh, talk about it if you're thinking about harming yourself, please. But I think we need to try to not think that our bad feeling is going to last forever, right? I, um, when I was a much younger man, I, kn I knew two different men that shot themselves after their, after their girlfriends broke up with them. Two, two different men when I, when I was in my 20s. I knew two different men that this happened to. And they shot themselves. And I, you know, from feeling sad and rejected, I tend to think, although of course I don't know, so maybe I'm speaking out of turn here, I tend to think that they were feeling hurt and rejected and couldn't imagine that feeling going away. So they looked for a permanent solution. That's really dark and sad, huh? But, you know, I've we've all been dumped and we all can, well, I don't know if we've all been dumped, but many of us have been broken up with by someone we wanted to stay with. And it can be, I can put myself in their shoes because I remember feeling like very, very low feelings that did not seem to have an end. I couldn't, I couldn't imagine the feelings fading. And that's where knowledge of impermanence really helps us because then we, 
we sort of learn how to imagine the feelings fading, and we can we can, instead of having this mind that says, why is this happening to me? Why am I losing this? We want to learn how to have a mind that says, okay, right now it's like this. What can I do? Right now it's like this. What can I do? It can really help us to, to have that, to be able to say that. Because it's, uh, instead of this feeling of powerlessness, why is this happening to me? Where we're seizing our power. We're saying, no, what can I do? How can I make this better? And that can really help us. And also, I think, I think, uh, awareness of impermanence helps our relationships. Because it helps us not take people for granted. And that's so helpful to relationships when you don't take people for granted. I think a lot of uh, romantic relationships are harmed when one partner takes the other one for granted, or they both do, right? And that, uh, it applies for, to all our relationships, though. If we're aware of impermanence, then we know, well, this is how, it's, how it is right now. Am I going to regret this choice later? Am I going to regret not spending time with this person? Am I going to regret not helping this person if they need help, right? Things like that. Am I going to regret just being grateful this person's here? Or rather, am I going to feel like I should have just been grateful this person was here? We don't want to take people for granted. And people can tell. Also, when you take them for granted, people can tell. So our relationships can be a lot better if we have impermanence in mind. If we just remember, this person's here with me and who knows? Who knows what's going to happen? Tomorrow's not promised. So maybe we should take this all a little bit more seriously. You know? Okay, I'm going to read to you another quote from the book, The Power of Mind, because I really like this one. He says, When we lack the simple awareness of impermanence, our mind gets uptight about everything. We constantly struggle against change, trying to keep things the same, or chasing after circumstances. We are filled with false expectations, and the mind gets agitated, even about little things. Knowing impermanence brings us relief, because finally we are seeing things as they actually are. When we know things change, end quote, when we know things change, we don't resist it quite so much, quite so aggressively. When we know things change, we don't resist it quite so aggressively. And I think that it's really a helpful thing to think about. People do all sorts of things to their bodies because they're resisting the change of getting older. You know, people dye their hair and beards. People uh, get facelifts or Botox or tummy tucks or whatever else. You know, people get all sorts of things. Um, and 
some of those things are quite expensive, of course, and only the very wealthy can get them, but lots of people dye their hair because they want to resist, they want to resist getting older, and some people just do, you know, a substantial amount. We hear horror stories about people who do a substantial amount of plastic surgery because they're just, they're just really worried about aging, and it doesn't always have the results they want, but that is aggressive resistance to impermanence is what that is. If you're willing to spend hundreds of thousands of dollars to try to retain a youthful appearance, that is aggressive resistance to impermanence. And it's, uh, I don't think people are happy when they do that. And maybe, maybe I'm wrong. Maybe they are happy with the results, but I, I get the feeling they're not. And that's why people do that sort of thing again and again, because it doesn't, it doesn't bring them what they think it will. I can't look inside them though. So I don't, I don't know for sure, but I know, um, I don't think running from impermanence, I don't think dyeing my beard would make me happy. I don't think it would make me feel younger. And maybe, maybe it would some other people, but I think you can't. The point is, you can only do so much. You can't really halt aging. You can only do so much. And uh, the truth is that the longer you go through life, that whatever you're doing to avoid aging, it's going to get harder and harder and harder, right? So, and you have to do more and more to just, just, it seems like a thing to chase after that, would just be upsetting because it's not winnable. If you put yourself in competition with impermanence, it's not winnable, right? Impermanence inspires us to practice diligently and helps us deal with the constant transitions in everyday life. You know, things are coming and going all the time. And if you've ever, like, had a job where it's fast paced and the what you have to do changes, you know? So you're doing this task for a little bit and then like suddenly your supervisor comes and tells you to drop it and work on this other task. Those kinds of jobs can be very stressful and because you know, you feel like you're in the groove of the task you're doing and then you get moved to another task suddenly, right? If you've ever had a job like that, that can be very, very stressful and that's just a uh, just uh, an example of constant transitions in everyday life, but we we have transitions all the time. But that's just a, a zoomed-in example of those tasks changing all the time. And if we understand impermanence and we can really accept it, then maybe those changes aren't so jarring. Aren't so jarring if we can really understand impermanence and understand like, well, it's all transitions. We're always transitioning into something else. So when we suddenly have to switch tasks, we don't have to think, oh, I need, I need a moment. We can just recognize it's all transitions and just hopefully slide into that task if, if we really accept impermanence. So understanding the impermanent nature of things is just, just knowing that anything can occur at any time. And this helps us get ready for change and it helps our capacity, it grows or expands our capacity for 
relating to situations in a way that's less painful for us. Helps us relate to situations in a way that's less painful for us. Because we know, and we always have in mind, this is impermanent. This is right now. Right now it's like this, but later it's not going to be like this. It sort of can help us, one, um, when things are going badly, we can remind ourselves, well, it's not always going to be like this. But also, when things are going well, we need to remind ourselves, too, it's not always going to be, be like this. Because if we think it's always going to be like that, then it's going to really upset us when it's not. So in, knowing about impermanence helps when things are going well and when things are going badly. Because pretending a good thing is going to last forever, it's just dishonest, so it doesn't serve us. It doesn't serve us because it's not true. So, uh, the Buddha talked about four, it's called four endings of impermanence. I don't know why it's called endings, because there's no ending, no sense of end, in ending to these four, but here they are. I'm going to tell you what they are, and then I'm going to explain to you uh, why they're important. One, all birth ends in death. Two, what goes up ends up coming down. Three, all that is accumulated ends in exhaustion. Four, all gathering ends in separation. So those are, I mean, those are things we learn about when we're five, I think. But we sort of can put them out of our minds. All birth ends in death. What goes up ends up coming down. All that is accumulated ends in exhaustion. All gathering ends in separation. And I don't know why it's called four endings, but these are four, four things that are fundamentally true about impermanence, right? And uh, Kendrell Lodrote advocates uh, just thinking about these, contemplating and reflecting on these. He says, and I quote, The point of contemplating these four aspects of impermanence is to reflect deeply on cyclic, cyclic existence, no matter how we think about it, there is nothing that is permanent. No particle or phenomena can be found that is permanent, not our circumstances, our bodies, our relationships, or our possessions. Practicing impermanence has the immediate benefits of bringing greater joy and appreciation to our lives. Even more beneficial than that, it spurs us on to liberation. The time to start using our human potential is now. So just understanding that things are impermanent helps us have more peace in our lives because we can learn how to stop chasing after permanence because it's not, we can't catch it. We can't catch it. It's all changing. It's all impermanent. And we should know that because it's the truth. So that's it for today. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me, and have a good day. Hello, I am going to read to you a passage from Power of Mind, The Power of Mind by Kentrell Lodrote. And this passage is about how to practice 
recognizing impermanence in our day-to-day life. Okay? So I'm just going to read to you this passage, and I want you to sort of reflect on it and see if you can take it, take it with you mentally as you go through your life, okay? And I quote, Build a habit of remembering impermanence called mindfulness. Set a goal to remember impermanence as many times as you can in one day. Perhaps beginning with once each hour by relating to everything and everyone with the recognition of their impermanent nature. Then set the goal to do that for one week. Continue to extend this practice over time, habitually bringing to mind the effects of impermanence. Whatever you are doing, whoever you are with, think that you they, and the activity are impermanent. For example, when you meet someone, think, this could be the last time I see them. Then, treat the person as you would wish to treat them if you knew it would be the last time you met. When you become upset about something, pause. Give yourself a moment to gain perspective. Remember that everything is impermanent and nothing lasts. Whether good or bad, nothing lasts. To expect otherwise is a mistaken perception. Consider the entire universe and all that has come and gone and ask yourself, will this matter to me when I die? Will I regret these thoughts or actions? Whatever your current situation, it is brief and maybe even inconsequential in the larger scheme of existence. One day, it will be a distant memory, likely forgotten. By giving ourselves perspective and remembering that everything is impermanent, we can more constructively and positively respond to the changes we inevitably encounter and to the situations we dislike. So that was a reading from The Power of Mind by Control Lodrote. Thank you for taking the time to listen to me and have a good day. Thank you for listening and have a good day.